Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, I am your boy Christian, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, all the new signings, and we're going to look at the possibility of a starting 11 for the Houston Dynamo. So, as m most of you probably know by now, uh, the Houston Dynamo has been doing a lot of movements and a lot of... Uh, interesting uh, trades and like stuff like that and then we had the super draft and then you know we were able to acquire a few players here and there through that so we're gonna go through it we're gonna talk about um, some of the names that have been coming in <clears throat> and then we're gonna kind of break down uh, starting 11 um, I don't know if I'll give my starting 11 but I can give you um, may the ones that I would I think that maybe Tab Ramos is gonna have in there uh, just because of the amount of good names and good players that we have on the field or, you know, on the roster right now, it's going to be interesting to see where we land. But, you know, let's, before we get to that, let's just go ahead and uh, break down the, the players. Uh, these are not going to be in order which we acquired them. They're just going to be in order that kind of they popped up into my head and, uh, and I wrote down something for them. Uh, and then I'll probably talk about them some more than others. And just because, you know, I know a little bit more information or a little, uh, or I read a little bit more about them or because of what I've heard, you know, with the press conferences uh, with Tab Ramos, Matt Jordan and um, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> but also to begin this episode, um, I well, I guess I, I guess I can say I pride myself with being or trying to be honest. I try not to lie. And I try to give credit where credit is due and try to, you know, recognize when something is wrong and kind of try to recognize when something is right. And in this moment of time, uh, in the era where we live, where Matt Jordan has been getting a lot of shit, uh, basically for his moves, um, I think it, it is um, not reasonable, but maybe uh, fair to give him a little bit of, or cut him a little bit of slack when it comes to these moves. So shout out to Matt Jordan for, I guess, proving that this year that they gave him uh, is not going in vain and he's actually putting in some work. Maybe the fact that he has Tab Ramos by his side makes it a lot easier and also makes it a lot clearer um, what type of players and what type of, like, you know, a specific player that you want because Tab Ramos has a clear idea of what kind of teams he wants and what kind of players he wants. Therefore, it makes it a lot easier for Matt Jordan to go look. You know, maybe he already has names that he has to go look for. Or maybe uh, it makes it a lot easier because, it, he, you know, the description uh, of a team is already there. Therefore, you kind of have to look something that goes in there. And if it doesn't, then you kind of have to move on, right? So, for example, um, let's go ahead and talk about the the draft picks that, that were made. Um, when was it? Two days ago on the Thursday? Um, <clears throat> so the first one we got was Ethan, um, Ethan Barlow. Um, he is a center mid that came from Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. And he was actually the highest ranked, uh, defender in all of, uh, the draft. And then also a lot of, well, he's also a generation Adidas, which means that, um, he, his, his, uh, the money that they pay him basically doesn't go against it doesn't go against the roster. He kind of has a contract, if I'm not mistaken, with either with the league or with Adidas. I'm not 
Dude, the MLS has so many rules and like Gam, Tam, and all these and Sams and Bands that I don't even know what like some half of the times I don't even know what is what. But which makes the league a little bit more interesting, which is also how we had we got Joe Corona. But you know, if you want to learn stuff like that, uh, I help you know I'll point you to the right direction. Go follow the Foxtrot. He knows a little bit more about that. Uh, also, make sure that you look at the interview that I did with him. Uh, pretty cool guy, and also he's very aware when it comes to all those technical stuff. But let's talk about Ethan. Ethan, um, whenever we we saw, I don't know if you guys, well, most of you probably haven't seen it, but if you guys heard uh, the press conference of Tab Ramos that gave after, you know, I was lucky enough to, to see it. Um, the press conference Tab Ramos did after the draft, he talked about Ethan Barlow and how he was... Probably one of one of two or three of guys that they were looking for. Um, with the addition of Tim of Tim Parker, you know, it kind of it didn't they didn't have so much pressure to go specifically for Ethan Barlow, but they knew Ethan Barlow was going to be one of the guys that they really wanted, right? Uh, just because he's a well-rounded player, this is all come from from Tab and for what I was able to see from highlights. But he was a well-rounded, or he is a a well-rounded player. Um, defensively and attacking in an attacking manner, which which is very surprising from a from a center back. Uh, but a lot of the videos that you see, a lot of highlights is him actually going into the attack or or actually managing the ball on his feet well enough that he's able to go into the attack or push forward to up to midfield and give a good pass or switch the fields from left to right, right to left. Uh, and also he's a left footer, so it, it kind of gives you that that extra depth, I guess, on the left side that sometimes you might need, you know? Um, he looks to be, uh, to have a, a like a really good IQ when it comes to soccer, which is something that me personally, I like. Uh, I know a lot of people are look for more physical things sometimes, but me, myself, uh, and it seems like Tab Ramos too, they look for, or we look for IQ. We know, what do you, what can you do with the ball? How do you look at the game? How well-rounded, well-rounded can you be when it comes to not only thinking, thinking ahead defensively, but also you know because you're a center back, but also thinking ahead in an attacking manner where you can put a through ball, you know, from the back line to the to the front line, kind of skipping everybody in the middle, and also you know how well can you read plays when they're coming, you know, against you in a counter attack or or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so, and also he's young, twenty-year-old kid. And that's what Tab Ramos, you know, Tab Ramos wanted youth, youthness, I guess, and um, if that's a word, and also a lot of intelligence, you know, uh, physical, uh, being smart, and all that stuff. And I think Ethan Barlow was probably one, one of, if not the greatest pick. And and I'm going from you know from two three years that I've been following the Dynamo kind of deeply. Maybe if you disagree, or if you can think of any other names. You know, let me know in the comments or you're just kind of, you know, not argue with me, but kind of, you know, let's start, let's start conversation on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, I would say write an email, but honestly, who writes emails nowadays? Um, <clears throat> so, well, I mean, everybody does, but, you know, what would you write an email about that? Unless you unless you want to, you know. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Ethan, he's probably the best draft pick in the history of the Houston Dynamo. I might be going on a limb on that, and I might be exaggerating, but I think he is really up there. If he's not the best, 
draft pick ever in the in the history of the club. He's probably one of the one of the top one two. So I would I would say. Um, Tim Parker. Tim Parker. I think everybody got excited. Honestly, I'm not gonna you know bullshit you guys. I I don't know much about like a lot of different players in the league. Uh, just because you know I'm I'm kind of new, so I'm still kind of learning about the other teams. You know, I obviously I know about the Dynamo, but when it comes to like learning all the names and stuff, and also it it doesn't it does not help that last year we didn't play with every team. Uh, and Tim Parker comes from the New York Red Bulls on the East Coast, which we had basically no contact with this past year. Therefore, you're not able to see some players. I mean. I know some players now from SKC because we're playing like four times. I know some players from Minnesota because we're playing like four times. You know, you get to know uh, the players you, you play against with. And Tim Parker, I was not aware of just because, you know, I'm kind of learning, you know, this the league itself. Um, but Tim Parker also provides um, like stability, even though he's like a 25-year-old dude. I, no, that's Derek Jones. Uh, Tim Parker, he's not old, but he's also not young. And he's also been playing in the league for a while. And he provides, you know, a lot of stability in the back. He's a center back, by the way. He uh, he provides a lot of stability, a lot of experience, a lot of, um, um, what's it called? When you, like, impose yourself, you know, you, you, he's a leader. He's a winner. Uh, that's what, you know, what comes out of Tab's mouth. And actually, uh, Tab Ramos gives a lot of credit to Matt Jordan for making this move happen. He says that as soon as the season was over for the New York Red Bulls, uh, Ty Ramos basically told Matt, I want that guy, get him. And, you know, until the last moment, you know, till the day before the draft, um, we weren't, or one or two days before the draft, uh, we were able to get Tim uh, Tim Parker, um, which made a lot of, you know, it kind of took the, the weight off the shoulders of, of the super draft being so important for the Houston Dynamo because, you know, we knew at least that we had good, at least one good center back that we, that, our coach won it. So Tim Parker is going to be a great addition. I think he's going to be a starter from the beginning. Uh, Derek Jones, another player that comes from, uh, well, he comes from, from Nashville, but he's also a, a young guy and experienced guy. Uh, he's only 24, 25, I believe, but he's been playing in the league for four or five years. Therefore, he brings that youthness uh, with 24, 25 years old, but he also brings that experience that a four or five-year veteran in the league brings in that what Tab Brown was wanted. He wanted guys to be young. He, got a, he wanted guys to be fighters, and he wanted guys to have experience in the league, which I think Derek Jones brings all that into the table. Uh, Derek Jones also was part of the youth program under Tab Ramos and the U.S. men's national team. Therefore, he knows him. So, you know, we have to give, give credit to Tab on that one. So hopefully, uh, Derek Jones uh, happened. He said he wanted, you know, uh, Derek, Tim Jones. Derek Jones for a while, but obviously he's been doing good in Nashville. Nashville had a great season. Uh, therefore, it's a little bit harder to get those players. But, you know, luckily, we were able to make, we were able to make some deals um, during the draft where we moved from the third place to the sixth place with Colorado, got some money from them, and we were able to use that money to put towards Nashville, towards Derrick Jones. So that was a great move by uh, the Houston Dynamo organization. I would credit Tab Ramos on that one mainly because, you know, he was the guy that kind of wanted him. And, uh, and of course, uh, Matt Jordan just because he is part of all that transactions. Um, another guy that we got a lot long time ago in December, like about a month and a half ago, maybe, 
or actually no, I'm tripping. Right before the season ended for the Houston Dynamo, which which is Mateo Bajamich, the Argentinian that is 21 years old, I believe, from the second division team in Argentina Instituto. Um, but the kid seems hungry as hell. He knows that he's going to come here to fight. I mean, unfortunately, he was able to, well, I guess fortunately for us, he was able to see how shitty we were last year. Uh, so he's going to be able to come in and try to, you know, turn that around and try to become, you know, something important in this team, something to, to kind of like give us a change, give us something new, something fresh. And luckily for us, we were able to keep him in Argentina, keep him, you know, uh, moving, keep him running because, you know, whenever he came over here, he wasn't able to play because, you know, COVID protocols and all that stuff. So he he had to go back. Well, he didn't have to go back, but he didn't have to, he didn't get to play. Therefore, the Houston Dynamo decided, hey, let's just send him back to Instituto on a loan, and then he can get some minutes in right there, keep, you know, stay loose. So, because if not, he would have sat here for like four or five months, uh, which is not ideal for a player that, you know, in any type of, you know, player, beginner or experienced player. Uh, so I think Bajamich is going to bring a lot of hunger, uh, a lot of power. He seems like a big dude, powerful dude. And so hopefully he's going to be able to uh, give us that power on the wings and also play as number nine if needed. Uh, another guy that I was really, uh, that I actually, I'm really interested in um, just to see how it turns out, just because of the story, I guess, uh, is Tyler Pasher. So Tyler Pasher is a Canadian guy. That played in Indy 11, which is a USL team, a second division team here in the United States. And uh, Tab Ramos says that in the days that he was uh, in the in the youth national team, you know, he gets to watch a lot of USL teams because you know he recruits a lot of the young guys from there. And he says that he played against Tyler Pasher many times, or the guys that he was watching played against his team in the 11, and that Pasher kind of you know caught his eye so imagine how good you know or how you know great qualities you have to have to catch the eye of the opposing coach i guess they you know they're not even there to watch you but you brought so much attention to yourself you know in a good way that you know they keep you in mind and they bring you out from a second division usl team which you know not to talk down but it is the second division to you know the main stage which would be the mls um so hopefully you know tyler pasher comes in with that hungriness uh with that hunger to to demonstrate that you know he's he's ready for the big stage he's ready for the mls he's ready for move on in his career from the usl to the mls and hopefully he has you know he's still a young guy uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's also 23, 24. So he brings in that hunger. <clears throat> and also, he, he's had a great uh, USL years. If you haven't heard uh, Sona Naranja with Edson Ochoa, he talked to uh, to a guy that uh, is an Indy 11 uh, podcaster and follower and fan. And they talk about Tyler Pasher. And it was very interesting information because you kind of see how much they're going to miss him. Um, Joe Corona... Um, we, he, so he, he played in the Mexican league. He's been playing there for a while. Uh, an experienced guy. I don't think I have to say much about him. It was a good catch. Um, getting them in that weird draft expansion draft thing, whatever it's called. But I think in Joe Corona, we just get a lot of experience and a lot of, in a guy that has been with the men's national team that has played in different leagues that has won titles, you know, in different teams. So we know he's a winner. We know that he has experience. 
He knows how to play the big games, and he brings all that into a team that is going to have a lot of youngsters. Um, Fafa, Fafa Picault. It was actually also another play that Tab Ramos said that as soon as the season ended for uh, Frisco FC, uh, he wanted to get Fafa just because of the qualities that he brings as a player. He's a fast winger slash number nine in my eyes. Um, and I was a- actually able to see him against the Houston Dynamo, which he brought so much trouble to us just because of his speed and his qualities as a player. So I'm very excited for Fafa to be in Houston because he seems excited to be in Houston. So when I see a player that wants to be here, it kind of just gets me hyped up, you know, just because you know he's going to work hard and he's going to fight for his spot and he's going to fight to be good and he's going to fight for the team to be good. So shout out to Fafa. And hopefully, you know, we'll see good years from you. Uh, another uh, player that we uh, exchanged for Kiki Struna, who, you know, we had our issues with in a way, uh, was Maxi Ruti, the Argentinian, that basically he is not young, but he's also not old. He's like in that in-between. Uh, but he's also a proven winner with uh, Montreal. So this is more like a... Like Tab Ramos was saying in a way, he this is kind of like a second chance for him to kind of prove himself that he's still in the level, in the high level. I mean, he doesn't really have to prove it because he has proven it his whole career in a way. But this is a good challenge for him to, to prove himself a little bit more. So it's going to be it's gonna be fun because the midfield is going to have a lot of players and we already have some good ones. And then these guys coming in are also good. So it's going to be a good fight for to you know to hold those positions in you know in place in the field uh, another uh draft pick that we got was uh strickler um cristo yeah cristo strickler he is a number nine a goal scorer or, or you know i guess number nine or a guy that kind of starts from a little to the side um it was interesting to hear tab ramos kind of describe him as a wondolowski type of guy uh, if you don't know who Wondolowski is, then, you know, if I know, you should know. Uh, but basically, he's a legend in the league. He's been playing forever, and he is a game changer. He is like the Palermo. If you guys don't know who Martin Palermo is, he is basically the guy that you knew. If he was in the field for Boca Juniors, he was going to score at least one goal any game. And, like, him on the field was like half a goal already. So, and I, that's the way that I see Wondolowski. Wondolowski, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, well, he's in. The chances of that team scoring just got greater. And and also the, the good story about uh, Strickler that he actually went to, uh, I forget the, the, the college he comes from. Uh, but he was a walk-on on the college. And he ended up being the captain, the top goal scorer. And, and he's from the same college, that number one draft pick that went to uh, Austin. So funny enough, Strickler and that other kid came from the same college. One went to Austin, one went to Houston, and then uh, Ethan Barlow and his other center back, they went the same direction. Ethan came to Houston and the other guy went to Austin. So it's pretty funny that two guys that played together or two sets of guys that played together kind of were separated into Texas to become kind of rivals, you know, after playing so many years together. But Strickler has a good a good story. Uh, you know he's a fighter because he's a walk-on. He's a walk-on into his college. He became captain. He became top goal scorer. So you know he's gonna. He has that fight in him. So hopefully, you know he'll fight for for a place. You know we don't know if he's gonna 
uh, end up in the USL or not. But, you know, let's give the kid a chance and, and we'll see what happens. And then the last one that we got was Terwigi. Ter, uh, I'm probably killing it. Uh, but he's another center back from SMU, if I'm not mistaken, um, from the youth national team also. So he he got the eye from Tab Ramos. And also we need uh, center backs, even though right now we're probably sitting on uh, well, right now, with him, we are sitting on six uh, names for center backs. I think it's a good fight, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what you know what happens. Um, so those are the all the guys that came in, and now we're going to move on into uh, my top 11s and probably kind of keep it short, and then you know we'll be good. So, but first, let's listen to some uh, commercials, and we'll be back. And we're back. So uh, I got to remember where this is. So minute 20. Okay, we're good. So um, let's... <clears throat> so Tap Ramos was talking about how... Um, so people were asking him about, uh, you know, what is what is the meaning of all these players coming in? Uh, you know, what does it mean for you to be able to pick players, you know, bring players that you want? <clears throat> and uh, hold on, water break. So, um, <clears throat> and then Tab Ramos basically hit him with, um, this is the end of a cycle. I, you know, everybody knew, and I've been saying this all last year too, that the players that he was playing with were not his players, were players that were from a previous team that he inherited, basically. And there was nothing he can do. He was trying to do the best with the best, you know, with what he had. And many, you know, many of you, obviously, uh, obviously we didn't get the results that we wanted. We sucked like balls and we were last place in the west probably i think second to last in the whole league if not the last if i i mean i i think there was something worse than us somebody worse than us um uh, but i think if you saw the games and you know if, if you put your hand in your heart i think you you can say that the team has played a lot better than well, at least in my eyes, that you know, I, I the best that we have played in the last four or five years, uh, in my opinion. Um, I was able to, you know, I was lucky enough to be there at the stadium for all these games and watching them play live. You saw the how Tab Ramos implemented, you know, the passing, the moving the ball around, not you know just shots, not just going straight to the counter and going all crazy. Uh, as we were used to with, you know, with having two fast wingers, and and which is understandable, you know, with Elise and Kyoto, um, you know, now that you know Elise Kyoto have moved on, uh, Manotas has moved on, and you know, I think, you know, that was that was that was an end of an era right there. You know, top three have moved on, and now is the time to rebuild. This is the time for Ramirez to step up and become the number nine. Um, for other players to come and you know claim those Kyoto spot and claim that Eli spot and that they kind of left behind, and uh, you know let's look at let's look at the the names and but yeah that's what Tabo was Ramos was saying end of a cycle a beginning of a new and also a change of mentality you know he wanted winners and I think if you if we're gonna go through the names right now uh, the majority of them want to win and they are winners like they they know how it is to win and they know that sometimes you know when in the league you know in a season you lose but at the end of the day you have to stand back up and go out there and keep winning and keep winning so hopefully we see a lot more wins uh this year and a lot more wins on the row as well and also 
become a you know make the VVVA uh, a stronghold for the you know for the Dynamo, make it hard for every other team to come in to Houston and, and get those three points. Um, so let's start from the back. So right now we're sitting on two goalies, uh, Marco Marich and Nelson. Um, so I think we're we're okay. Maybe a third goalie wouldn't hurt, but you know for now I think two uh, seems to be the sweet spot for for uh, Tab Ramos. Um, usually you only need two. I mean, in case of emergencies, you could throw a player in there, but you know how many times is it going to happen that you know your two uh, goalies get injured? But you know you never know. Uh, then um, center backs, we like I said, we are sitting on six names, possibly seven. Uh, so we have Formajor who has been signed, you know, what we heard. Uh, Parker, Tim Parker, which I think is going to be a starter. Then we have the youngster, McHugh. Um, and then we have Figueroa. Um, sorry, I meant when I was talking about Formayor, I was talking about Figueroa. So Figueroa, which seems to have been renewed. Uh, Bartlow, we know the new kid that also he has a great possibility of being a starter, to be honest. I think Figueroa might beat him just because of the experience. So it might be Parker Figueroa to begin. And then we have Torwigi. Torwigi, I'm sorry, bro. I'm butchering your name right now. But welcome to the team. Welcome to Cuatro Cuatro Dos, where we butcher names all the time. So, you know, just to let you know, I still don't know Lundy's last name. Uh, And then on the left side, we have Junqua and Lundy. Uh, Junqua, you know, he kind of had, kind of proved himself to be, you know, minutes worthy. In the in the Houston Dynamo, so hopefully he has a better year. You know, he I think he's still kind of like trying to get into into a rhythm into himself. So hopefully this year Junqua can show off a little bit more. And then on the right side we still have the competition between Sarek Valentin and Bisama, which is it, which is good because they're kind of different players. You know, uh, Bisama is known for his speed. Uh, Sarek Valentin is known for his like more of defensive, and Bisama is known more of, of his attacking kind of side. So it's, it's interesting, and also uh, Sarek Valentin is also known for playing center back. So, you know, that's another possibility there. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody else on the back. So in the back, I think we're pretty stacked. Um, we have, you know, two wingers, you know, obviously one right and left, but two players per position. And then on the center backs, we have three players per position almost. So I think we're pretty set. When it comes to the middle, uh, this is where we have a bunch of names, I believe. We have a bunch of names in the front, to be honest. But in, in this middle, I think we are very, very complete when it comes to defensive, mid, defensive mids that could turn into attacking mids. Uh, Bonnie Garcia, the the captain, the capitan, el glorioso Bonnie Garcia, that seems to, that he probably will be renewed for another year. Um, we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, Bonnie Garcia, at the end of the day, he's pretty consistent, like, I'm not going to lie, he has maybe has had a couple bad games, but he's usually very consistent. Uh, Jones, uh, Derek Jones, who, you know, we basically went to go get, and he seems to be, a, I mean, he was a starter in Nashville, and he wrecked it, and he killed it in Nashville, so I don't see why not he wouldn't start here. Uh, Vera, Vera, newcomer of the year, uh, player of the year, uh, very solid dude. Um, he, I think he was the captain last year. So, you know, we'll see how this is going to turn out again. Because I think this year we have a lot of players that could be our captain. Between Parker, between Zarek Valentin, between Vera, between Corona. Uh, there's a bunch of names that could be our captain uh, this year. Uh, we have Joe Corona. That's also bringing that experience. He already knows how to play. He's also a starter. Uh, and then Darwin Seren. 
that he has proven himself to be reliable and not only in the defensive side but also on the attacking side scoring goals you know putting assists putting assists assists and all that stuff and then we move into like the attacking players um you know on the right side uh, i put some name the the right side and the left side could be interchangeable but you know i just kind of put them there just cuz so i put on the right side bahamich uh pasher because he's a left footer but he's gonna cut in you know messy style and then Hansen, which he's still kind of in, in the limbo. But it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with Hansen. Because I can see him staying, but then also I can see him leaving. Because there's a lot of competition. And he probably you know, won't want that. Uh, and then on the other side, I put Fafa and Lasseter. Uh, so Fafa is known for being super you know, fast. And then Lasseter is also a left footer, being super fast. But I see him more of a, uh, of a you know... Um, cross guy than a shooter. Um, I know Pasher had in the USL. He had a whole bunch of shots on goal. So I see him more as a shooter than you know a uh, a crosser. So that's why I put Lasseter on his left because it's easier for him to cross. And then on the midfield, we have a bunch of names right there. We have Lemoyne. We have Memo. We have Quinteros. We have Palomino. Uh, we have the two the two young guys that I don't think they'll see a lot of minutes, but they might. You know, Dan Rios. C- C- Castilla, Castilla, um, but I think we'll be we'll be good, you know, set there. And then on the front, we're gonna have Ramirez, and I think the kid Strickler is gonna fight for a spot. You know, he's gonna fight for number nine, and they also have Fafa, you know, as a number nine as well. So the way that I would run the formation would be basically kind of similar to what he has been running in now, Tab Ramos, which is a you know a four, two, one. Well, I'm tripping. Yeah, I guess you can say a 4-4-2, but in my eyes, it's not really a 4-4-2, so it would be, you know, the four in the back. I would put two defensive mids, one attacking mid in front of them, like a little triangle type of thing, the two wingers, and then a number nine. Uh, that That's my ideal, just because I know there's going to be a lot of presence in the, in the middle. And then, you know, you have a number nine, and then right behind a number ten, which would be like Quintero or Palomino or Lemoyne or Memo. I think they have the qualities of a number ten. Um, and then I think Joe Corona, Seren, Vera, Boniek, you know, uh, Jones, they have the qualities more of a number five or number eight. That's how I see the players in, in the middle. Uh, they, you know, they can be very defensive, but also go to the attack if needed. Um and then, you know, there, there's always going to be two of those. You know, one more defensive, one more attacking, and they, they could be interchangeable. Uh, obviously, the sides are going to be fast. There's going to be speed and youthness, you know, with Bahamish, uh, Pasher, Fafai speed, Lasseter speed, young, and youth. And then Ramirez, I think this is going to be the year of Ramirez to prove himself as a true, legit number nine that scores a shitload of goals. He had a whole lot of options last year, but he didn't put... A lot of those in the back of the net. So I think this year is going to be... This year has to be a turning point for Ramirez. If he wants to like move forward in his career. In a way that if he wants to make it to like the national team again. And stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think the Dynamo has a really good team. Uh, I said that last year too. But I, but I actually have more faith this year than last year. I said all last year that last year was a throwaway year. Uh, just because of the new coach. You know, new players and all that. But I think... This year, this team has been uh, composed of players that the coach actually wanted. Therefore, I can see how they're going to be 
more attached to him and to his style of play, which was beautiful. But I'm ready to see beautiful play with players that actually want to win. I mean, I'm not saying that last year they didn't want to win, but you know, now they know the coach, they want to play for the coach, they're going to give it all for the coach, and the coach is going to do the same thing in the field, you know, tactically. So it's going to be interesting. I think the Dynamo uh, have a really good, a really good group, and you know, I'm hoping for for a playoff spot. You know, my, you know, my eyes obviously are in the MLS, MLS Cup, but I think a playoff spot for right now, after the years of shittiness that we have had. I think playoff spot is a good, you know, starting point, and then we can go on from there. Um, hopefully, also the U.S. Open Cup comes back, uh, which is going to give a lot more minutes to the other guys, to the younger guys. You know, I'm ready to see what Danny Rios, Castilla, Palomino, Lemoyne, and all these young guys have. I know I want to see Pasher if he's not going to be a starter. I want to see, you know, the other center back. I want, I want to see McHugh. I want to see Fumayor. I want to see Bartlow if he doesn't start. I want to see. Uh, Junko play more, you know. I want to see everybody play, and I think we can do that if we compete in the MLS. And why not compete also in the U.S. Open Cup? I think we have the team. I think we have the depth. Uh, that was a problem last year, so I think we can do it. So hopefully, you know, best of luck for these Dynamo. I'll be covering another year. You know, Cuatro Cuatros is coming in for a second year. Uh, and I think we're going to go stronger. And also, Cuatro Cuatro Dos is going to try to highlight a lot of uh, so, you know soccer leagues in Houston. I have uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, so go talk to you know go see those interviews. I'm trying to get a lot more stuff done. I'm trying to make some videos. I'm you know if you're if you're a videographer and you're starting out just like me and you just want to like try out your your craft and you need something to do, hey, hit me up. Let's let's work together. You know. Um, you know, you can you can use me as an experiment, and, and I'm down with that. Um, if you have any other sorts of ideas that you would like to do and you want to try them with me, let, you know, let's work together. Let's do some stuff. So, you know, let's work. Let's put on some stuff. Let's put, you know, Houston soccer back on the map. I think we have the team to start off in the professional side, but I think we also could do some other stuff in, you know, in the city, you know, with all these leagues uh, coming up. And, and I think we are ready to have a soccer city in Houston. So I think Houston can be a soccer city and from all the way in the top to all the way in the bottom. Um, also, the Houston Dash are killing it. So I don't even even have to say about that. But we have to do a, well, I will do a, a Dash related uh, just episode for them. But there's a lot of great shows out there. Uh, re- relatively, man, I've. I forgot the name, but it's readily football. <laughs> but I don't know how to spell it, but, you know, I'll put the, the link below so you guys can check it out. They talk about old women's soccer and stuff like that, and they follow Dash and stuff. So check them out, and check out all the other podcasts and stuff like that. And, yeah, so Cuatro Cuatro Dos is out. See you guys later. Hopefully you guys are enjoying all the content. We're trying to put out more content. We're trying to put out more interviews. And we'll see you guys later. Y'all have a good one. Be safe and let's go Dynamo.